and welcome to episode 5 of the Tales of Crisis. I'm your host, Martin Swaffield, and with me tonight once more is my co-host, James Chalmers. Good evening, Chalmers. Good evening. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Very well. And your good self? Uh, not too bad. It's, um, yeah, can't be t- complaining too much. We've got good weather and we're playing real-life games, so yeah. Makes all the difference, doesn't it? Thing is... Things are right in the world. Okay, okay. Um, so in tonight's episode, we are going to talk about real life once more. Um, I managed to get to my first uh, real life event over the weekend down at Seventh City Collectibles in uh, Nottingham. So we're going to we'll talk about that. Um, but before we get onto that, we're going to go through a little bit of hobby, and then we'll talk about some of the new releases. So, Mr. Chalmers, have you managed to do any MCP hobby recently? I know you've been very busy with other pieces. Uh, no, that's the easiest <laughs> way. Um, I built the Guardians of the Galaxy about a month ago, and I don't think I've touched any since then. Um, I've been yeah painting for other game systems, unfortunately. Yep, um, and I have been not doing so well until probably the last two weeks um, when I quickly realised that most of the roster that I wanted to take for this event was either unbought, unbuilt, or unpainted. Um, so I Best managed to fire through a couple um, of others. I did, thankfully, you were kind enough to lend me your Modoc because uh, there was no way I was going to get him painted that quickly. Um but I think the two keywords I finished off, Angela, um, I redid Taskmaster, which I was really not looking forward to because um, I really wasn't happy with the, how I'd started with him. But by the end of it, I was quite chuffed with how he came out. I'm going to go back and do a couple more of the highlights on some of the orange and the white cloak. But um, that one came out all right. And then I, I quickly bashed out Black Cat having last minute decided to stick her in the roster having not used her at all before then very nice um, they did look very nice actually so in a, the fact that you only painted them in like the week and black cat you painted in what was it the night before yes um, it was a bit of a rush she's not too difficult to do in that she's black and white um but it was again she i'm going to go back on her but she was at a point i was quite happy with so yes i was quite chuffed with my collection of nine of mine and one of yours that they kind of look quite good when put together which is half of what we're looking for at the end of the day um so once more uh atomic mass games has been pumping out what feels like a constant stream of new models um along with new cards and more recently we've had the well we've had the um call them leaks they're not leaks They've shared the cards for Jean Grey and Cassandra. So they're the two we're going to talk about today. Um, there have been some others uh, in the UK this weekend coming. Will be the Jean Grey Cassandra box along with Falcon and I always want to say Falcon and Winter Soldier, but Falcon <laughs> and uh, War Machine. And then Omega Red is going to be out as well. And I'm waiting to find out if he's going to be Criminal Syndicate affiliated or not before I decide to, to jump in on that one. Yeah, they seem to have crept up because they only got revealed a couple of weeks ago. And then suddenly it's like, oh, no, they're out. <laughs> it's tight. It's a bit weird sometimes with um, the launch um, kind of window for certain boxes. They just seem suddenly 
some get revealed months in advance and others get revealed like a couple of weeks. Yeah, I think I think it's not unfair to say that not just autonomous games, that the gaming industry on the whole has struggled with being able to get them out as regularly as I'm sure they would have liked. So I think at certain points they've advertised some and we know that Australia's a long way behind, unfortunately, for some of these. America, yes. I think, is behind us, but then Canada's ahead of us. Um, so there's been plenty of frustrated posts on Facebook, etc. But I think they're doing the best they can, given where we are. The interesting thing is, though, once these come out, I think it, the only models that have been revealed is Blade and Moon Knight. That yeah. Out. The got revealed the only other ones that are on affiliation cards that haven't been kind of shown off at all is juggernaut and colossus as well yeah um like you said we haven't even seen their models yet alone cards so yeah um, yeah it's gonna be interesting to see what what comes next because it does feel like we've had a bit of a flurry but then not sure what's coming in the next couple of months um and also this weekend in the uk uh, you can buy a new building so we've got the... Oh, it's the apartment block, apartment isn't it? Apartment block, yeah, I want to call it a brownstone. I don't know whether it officially is or not. But yeah, the the, the apartment blocks. So um, they look great and a little pricey, but I'm sure at some point I'll, I'll pick one up. They, they do look really good. It Yeah, it looks nice. And like I say, it is a little bit on the more expensive side. But when you compare it with plastic compared against MDF and plastic is 10 times easier to paint than mdf so um even just for that it will be definitely helpful um i know there's a lot of like extra little accessories that come with it as well um different ways you can build the building so should be nice it's the first like size five building that's actually been um officially like five size five piece of terrain i should say from uh, amg so no really nice I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it in person as well because as much as i want to buy it a bit like you know, i want to kind of wait a little while and um kind of see it in person and see, see whether it is actually worth that money yeah so the two we're going to talk about like say jean gray and cassandra so if we start with jean gray um so we're not going to read the card out they are available online um have a look through and like i say that they're out in some countries already and they'll be out very soon in the uk um but jean gray is five threat um that's the key thing um and she she's got a number of interesting superpowers um i think the the, the one for me that i think has caught a lot of people off when they first read it and myself included is the matter transmutation which is choose another character with an activated token within two and push it short. Character can be moved by the superpower only once per turn. So uh, when I first read it, and I think many people as well, this did feel like it had quite a few um, limitations to it, shall we say. So they have to have already had an activated token. Range two isn't that far. It's a push, not an advance. So that limits where you can put them. Um, it doesn't, it's not a push away. Um, so it's not, it's multi-directional, but it's still a push. Um, and it is three power as well. So if you think of like the likes of Bao to the Will of Modoc and Enchantress's version of that, they're both two power. 
But upon rereading it, it's choose another character. It's not choose an enemy character. Yeah. So that, I think, adds a bit of flexibility. Now, I, I still think it's a difficult one because it is three power and the chances of, you know, whacking up nine power to do it three times is going to be tough. Whereas, especially on the likes of Modog, it's not unusual to have six power on him at the end to then move a load of pieces around. Um, whereas, as I say, Jean Grey, I think you're going to be doing a lot less, but it still could be massively impactful. What were your thoughts on this? I think for certain missions, it's going to be really strong for you, like for um, actually playing it against your teammates. Like you've got someone holding an objective, and you want them to get away because X is in range to attack them twice, or um, they can do something else. Then you can actually move them two, and then they've got to spend one of their activations to then get in range again. Um, but yeah, I think it's. I think you're going to see some little tricks that people probably haven't thought about. Like when they kind of think of it, and they, like you said, a lot of people think, "Oh, they can move my characters." But actually, when they start moving their teammates around the table, then it suddenly gets a bit. Oh, um, especially if you use Jane Grey like in your last activation, um, and you know, like potentially, if you get priority the next turn, so if your opponent's still got one activation to go, then you could push a character further up the table into position to then activate first next turn absolutely and there will be plenty of tips and tricks because she she gains an additional power in the uh, power phase so very much like the asgardian she's she's getting two power per her power phase and i think that means this comes online a lot sooner um she's got the psionic bolt which is range four and it's a five dice mystical so there's a good chance of her gaining power from that. It's got sap power as well. So it does have sap power. So again, it's got that chance. And I think that there are tips to treat. I mean, the one that jumps to my mind is in X-Men, you know, get this online round one. You could move one of your characters who hasn't been yet in front of another one. You can then use Storm's X-Men ability to leapfrog one over the one that's moved which means that they're gaining even further as part of that um and then you kind of getting one flank is getting extra movement quite a bit um the other one that jumped to my mind was criminal syndicate but again you know and, and that was you do that at the end you move your people back onto secures because they're counting as two and it's all about the secure play really with criminal syndicate yeah that's got a chance but overall I can't see Jean Grey being used much outside of X-Men. Um, I think there are better five threats out there. Time will tell, but it just yeah. feels like... It's a bit of a weird one, because we've obviously had Scarlet Witch come out, uh, well, I was going to say recently, but it's now a couple of months. Yep. <laughs> um, and I think a lot of people expected Jean Grey to be kind of the better version. Um yes. But I think people need to realise this is a pre uh, pre Phoenix Jean Grey, so she's still very much a I was going to say bog standard X Men, but <laughs> if you're an X Men in a mutant, you're not really bog standard. But um, yeah, she's nowhere near as powerful as what she could be. Um, like once she's got the um, kind of the power of the Phoenix in her, so it I, I think she's got a place in a few. Like I said. Threat 5 is quite hard to handle, 
um, like when there are other better Fret 5s out there. Um, the one thing I would have preferred for her was that a bit like kind of Magneto, etc. Like she defends on her mystical um, defense because she's only got three physical, so it's, it's not a lot of defense against a lot of physical attacks out there. It's um, not, and I can, I can see because of that and many other things, I can see her hanging back. And yeah. again, I, when I think of X Men, you've already got Storm doesn't really want to get too much into the throw of things. Cyclops is happy to hang back and, and use his beam. So I think she's contesting with a lot of the existing X-Men X Men, um, for that sit back maybe on the home Gamma or the home of a D. And again, it kind of just feels like it, what is she doing over and above some of the others? So yeah. interesting to see how she gets used. Talking of solid, or shall we say stronger, five threats, Cassandra Nova. Um, yes. Cassandra Nova Xavier, what a great name. So she's the other side of the uh, pack. And again, five threat feels more powerful. A um, couple of key things here is she's got biokinesis which is choose an enemy character within three and it gains root and slow conditions, which we don't see a lot of root. Um, slow, obviously, is, is one of the more, I say, popular. Um, you know, it, it, there's quite a lot of uh, superpowers or attacks that can hand out slow. Yeah. Um, but I think that one will come up quite a lot. And then we've got psychic destruction. So when an enemy character ends a movement within three of this character, this character may use this superpower, roll four dice, and the enemy character suffers damage for each crit and wild rolled. If this superpower deals at least one damage, this character can advance short. So, again, we've seen this quite a lot um, barring the advance on, on characters where it's essentially it's like Rocket Raccoon's um, booby traps Green Goblin's got the same, Stereo's got the same um, so there's quite a few of those out there I do like that, it's only two power but we get the advance which I think Mysterio has as well on his now, so again starting to see a theme coming through where there's, there's more and more of these types of ones, I do think that's quite good yeah, I like it. Um, I, I think giving that like her a move. I don't know how close you do want to get her into com like up the table. Like she's got a couple of um, mid range attacks, and then her kind of spender is a the flesh manipulation is the kind of range two. Um, the thing I like is a mind possession attack for one power. It's six dice, range three. Yep. And after the attack's resolved, you advance the target character at speed. Exactly. But like, just going back to the psychic distraction, I think the, the the view there is they walk in to range, they get blown up, and you just walk away. Uh, yeah, because yeah, you can advance away, can't you, rather exactly. than... Exactly. And our advance always feels like you're advancing, um, but you're advancing backwards. Yeah. So I think that 
that again helps her out in that helps her stay out of trouble well um, especially with the telepathic cloak where you have to be within three to actually target her yes so uh, essentially a uh, stealth on her there um but there you mentioned there the mind possession so it feels very much like it's because it is an attack it does cost you an action so it's slightly different but in essence this is giving you a deception for one power and we all know how powerful deception was on mystique now mystique's a long mover and so it means she can get places that maybe cassandra can't but this doesn't have the limitation of deception in that this can still happen even if you are within two of another character Mm -hmm. range three Yes, fine. It, it's quite short range for for a character like this that maybe you don't want because she's only got, as you say, the the two physical. But if you've got enough power, if you're sat on three power, you can get within three, pull your target towards you, do your psychic distraction for the two power, and then move away. Yep. Um, which that combo is, I can see, causing a lot of problems. On top of that, she also has her own personal brace for impact. So if this character would suffer a collision, it may use this superpower. This character does not suffer damage from this collision. It is two power as opposed to one for brace. But it does only affect herself. Um, but even then, I think that that's fantastic. And, uh, Still strong. Uh, yeah. Like with two defense and a um, physical like yeah it stops her kind of just getting flattened by <laughs> a lot of a lot of characters so absolutely uh, yeah. healing factor a... of one and seven health you know it, it, she she's not going to be easy to put away put it like that no definitely not um no she's gonna she's gonna be uh good on the table i think she's gonna see a lot of um a lot of visibility. I was just having a look through. I can't actually see her listed on any of the no uh, affiliations at the moment, which is going to be interesting. Um, and it's a little bit interesting because I don't know at what point they are updating the affiliation lists. I think it's once they come out in America. Um, right. Obviously, these aren't. So anybody picking her up is not going to be able to play her affiliated yet. That's what I mean. Like Jane Grey, she's already an uncanny X Men. She is. Um, which is a strange which, one, but yeah. Well, it suggests that Cassandra is definitely not going to be in uh, X Men. She'll be in Brotherhood, I fully expect. Um, I can't see her being in anything else. Like maybe Cabal, Cabal but yeah. I, I don't know. It doesn't really fit. Unless she's gonna. I know, I don't think she's coming with her own affiliation. No, she wouldn't have her own affiliation. Um, So we shall see. But yes, it's going to be interesting to see where she slots in. Um, I do feel that every now and then AMG throws a random curveball with uh, affiliations. Just when you think, oh, this one's going to go here and here. And all of a sudden they're they're somewhere else. So, um, yeah, it, it will be interesting because they've also said that Omega Red, who's coming out as well, um, is in two affiliations, but they haven't said which two. Um, they said he's in two affiliations, neither of which contain the X, letter X. Um, 
So no oh, X Force, no, no X Men, um, but we don't know. Brotherhood of Mutants, and then maybe Cabal or Criminal Syndicate. I expect um, that's that seems to be the the current thinking is that it's probably going to be Criminal Syndicate um, and Brotherhood. But again, we yeah. shall wait and see. I mean, Brotherhood's almost nailed on because. I mean, he is a mutant, so <laughs> he's from the X-Men series, so it, it kind of goes hands in hand that he should go there. And I don't know, it, was it... he ever with Magneto? I, I must admit, I'm not um, too hot on my uh, X-Men slash Brotherhood. I'm trying to go back, because a lot of this is based on the um, TV series, isn't it? So, like, kind of the same style, or yes. kind of same era, I should say. Um, I know he fought Wolverine a lot. I'm sure he is in the Brotherhood. I just cannot picture him in it. Yeah. Um, and it would kind of make sense if, like, him and Cassandra both went in there because it fills out that roster quite well. Um, like, Brotherhood's kind of with Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch has had a couple of new additions, but apart from that, I mean, it's, it's listing Juggernaut in there who still isn't out. So you're still only Magneto, Mystique, Quicksilver, Sabretooth, Scarlet Witch, and Toad. Still feels like there should be a couple of extras in there. I'm sure it will build over time, but like I say, I, I'm not sure whether it, him and Magneto necessarily saw eye to eye. So we shall wait and see. I, this is the beauty of this. There are just so many um, comic book runs that they can pull on yes. and, and go with where they want. So, uh, yes. We shall see. Indeed. So I haven't actually ordered any of those yet. However, I have ordered um, some extras today, which we shall cover later on um, as to why I've gone down that route. Um, okay. So, yes. But, uh, yeah, these three, I haven't, none of these jumped out. Like I say, I'm waiting to see whether or not Omega Red is in Criminal Syndicate. And, and if he is, then I may well investigate uh, putting him in but at the moment none of the others um, have a massive appeal to me so moving therefore on to the weekend the weekend and your event or not your event but the event you attended the event I attended so we went down to 7th City Collectibles in Nottingham Uh, never been down before um, but the uh, event was advertised a while ago and it was originally it was going to be myself, Lee, and Thomas. Um, unfortunately, Thomas had to pull out due to work commitments. Um, so it was just myself and Lee, and it was just a one-day event with five games. Now, coming from AOS, three games is standard um, <laughs> for a one-day event. Five games is standard for a two-day event. So trying to do five games in one day was an interesting prospect, Sounds to say the like least. tell to me. <laughs> uh, 90 minutes around, so quite fast. I think, again, in TTS, we're used to longer rounds. But actually, I think once you play in real life, it really doesn't take as long. Uh, it just I'm not really sure why, because TTS is set up to make life so much easier for you. But I don't I think, think it really is that bad. I think it's more just you're chatting away aren't you and like even in real life you can chat away but you're still playing the game like there whereas you're sat on the pc and you're just chatting you can 
kind of just take your time almost. Yeah, um, could be. So, um, no, it, it, it's it's good. And like I said, the one day as we did on TTS were they had an hour break between them uh, between the games, which was good because if you're doing on TTS, chances are you're at home, and therefore uh, it gave me a chance to go and talk to the family, etc. Between games, so it, it kind of didn't feel like I was away for the entire day. Yeah. Um, and it gave you a good mental break. So, um, what did I take? I hear you I don't ask. Know. What did you take? Indeed. Um, so, leading up to this, I'd been part of Season 5 on the TTS League. Um, and to say it hadn't gone to plan is a slight understatement. <laughs> um, I finished on... Well, I finished on one and five, but realistically, I finished at one five because the last game uh, my opponent couldn't make it, and therefore I was given the win. But in reality, there was just no game, so I'm discarding that. So oh and five, I had some close games that were dice decided, but in in reality, I hadn't done very well, and I must admit my confidence was pretty low at that point. Um, not, not were you using show. were you using the same kind of list that you were considering taking for this list. event? So I'd done Asgard in the first part of it, and I'd gone back to Criminal Syndicate in the second half of it, um, and I ran an Asgard Criminal Syndicate roster over the weekend. I had tweaked some bits and pieces, but in general, that, that's where I was going. I think my, my issue with Asgard in the league and, and had been previously is they're great when you roll well but I find that far too often if you don't get those key rolls they fall to pieces and, yeah. and that sounds wrong when you when you look at it on paper they should be much stronger you look at the, the pieces they've got and they're, they're, they're seen all over the shop the only piece that you don't see in rosters outside of Asgard is Thor um, which is unfortunate because he's the one you've got to take. But, yeah. you know, Valkyrie, Angela, Enchantress, they're everywhere. Three very strong, very, you know, you get a lot of value from those. But I think they're, they're, they're all characters that do better outside of the affiliation um, as, as splash characters, which is unfortunate. So I'd gone with the classic Criminal Syndicate Asgard uh, for those that aren't sure why that's such a classic it's mainly because criminal syndicate counts two on secures however on the ones which we call pay to flip um it, it, they, they don't get the bonus so the ones where you have to roll dice in order to take a secure as opposed to getting it by having the most number of models next to it they don't yeah. benefit Whereas Asgard tend to do quite well on those ones because they've got the extra power. So going up and trying to interact with a secure on round one means they've still got power to go and pick up a extract at the same time. Um, and they tend to have pretty good physical and energy defense as well, which tends to be what you're rolling on. So it's a bit of a classic um, setup. And I went with Thor, Angeline, Chantress, Valkyrie as my four as guardians. Kingpin, Taskmaster, Crossbones, Modok as my four core um, 
criminal syndicates. Okoye, because I needed a two threat, and Okoye is by far, for me, the best two threat. She works yeah. well in both Asgard and Criminal Syndicate as a, a tough piece to, to get. She's solid. I also like her to bodyguard for Modok. Um, and then I had a, an optional 10th slot that throughout the week flicked between Luke Cage, who had got painted up and I liked the paint job on him, um, and I'd used him a couple of times to good effect. Mystique, because I wanted a long range, uh, a long mover, um, and then I could take Deception, and I kind of fancied that. But then I made the last minute decision to go Black Cat. Again, long range, but also the key with Black Cat is she gives, she's part of Criminal Syndicate, so she's affiliated, so she's another affiliated three. And she has Cat Burglar, which essentially is Amora's Kiss from Enchantress. Enchantress, yeah. So I had the potential of having two on the board that could go and steal extracts. So the plan was use Criminal Syndicate mostly, where where the, the crisis worked for them, sit on secures and go and try and steal an extract or two and win that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, team Tactics Guards... So Brace and Med Pack were my restricted cards, which is, is very standard for me. Climbing Gear, which I always take with Criminal Syndicate, because it allows you to get back onto a point. Um, Odin's Blessing and Rainbow Bridge, which are the two Asgard ones, which, I, again, I always take. Advanced R&D, um, pretty standard. Then I took Shadow Organization for Criminal Syndicate. The logic there was, and I know most people prefer... All according to plan, um, which is the one where you basically pay 10 power across your team and you steal priority. Yeah. I find the way I play Criminal Syndicate, I don't want priority very often. I'm quite happy to be going last because I want to move on to the secures last without somebody pushing me off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and shadow organization basically means that you can't be targeted unless you're within two, and that means that it cuts down the likes of Shuri. Um, who can be a real pain for Criminal Syndicate when you sat all your people on all your secures and then Shuri just activates last off. and just pushes you off. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, you can get one round and that tends to be the swing round of two or three where you put that on and it just means that it stops people from moving you all around. Yeah. Um, and then my eighth card, again, a last minute inclusion never used before and I never actually got to use it, Illicit Tech. Um, and this is a new one that came in the Sin... Viper box, because um, at one point I was running, I was going to run Sin and, and put a Sin Cabal in there, but uh, so I picked up Sin, and this one basically gives you a range five energy attack that either Crossbones or Sin can use. I think it's one power. Um, it's I think it's six dice uh, energy, but the key thing to this is after the attack had been made, the character that you targeted gains uh, incinerate as do all other characters within two. Oh wow that's pretty solid so my plan was to stick that on and, th and then go to town um as i say it didn't quite work out like that but it was a great plan then we've got uh, my extracts were research station attacked which is essentially the extract that plays like a secure which mm -hmm. again gives criminal syndicate a bit of flex there struggle for the cube uh, worthy uh, and then my secures was Gamma Wave, Mare Fisk, and Riots. So, 
we pretty solid. Yeah, I, right. I was quite confident with it because I'd used Criminal Syndicate quite a lot. Like, so the only things there that I hadn't used going into the weekend was Illicit Tech and Black Cat. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was quite ha- quite happy with what I had going into it. Um, bit of a long drive to say the least. Um, I- I'm never the best on tournament weekends driving. You, you set your alarm for a certain time, but I always wake up well before it because I think my, my brain doesn't trust me to actually get up when the alarm goes off. Um, so unfortunately, I was up at four o'clock, which made for quite a long day. Um, went and picked Lee up, and, and we got down there. It wasn't a bad drive, and we got down there uh, well in time. The place was, to be honest, I would have driven past it had it not right, been for okay. the car in front of me pulled in. Uh, Google Maps was saying it was in that area and then the the car pulled in it was um, it looked like an old warehouse uh, to be honest Uh, it looked pretty down trodden from the outside but inside it was really nice Um, oh nice so we went in there it was was, a decent sized shop it's not huge um, but I think they had a capacity of 32 for um, Marvel Crisis and Marvel doesn't take up a lot of room so it's great yeah it's not a bad size yeah nice. because we are still in COVID we were in pods which meant that you were in a pod of six and you played everybody in that pod mm-hmm. um, and he done it based on who was travelling with who which made sense so myself and Lee were in a pod with uh, three other people um, who had, had lived in Nottingham and, and kind of were friends together, and the store owner was the ringer because there was uh, an odd number of such. So that was our little pod. Within that pod was uh, three defenders lists. Oh, okay. Which kind of took both me and Lee by surprise. Not what we were expecting at all. I'd only played against Defenders twice up until that point. Once Tom when he was learning it. Um, and then once in the league where I'd got destroyed by Hulk going and grabbing three cubes. Right. <laughs> so I knew that play. And there was somebody running Hulk. And I was like, I'm ready for that one. Um, but the rest of it was, was quite new to me. So I had a good schooling in how Defenders play. Yeah. Um, so game one. Uh, was against Dan, who was running Defenders. Uh, I lost priority, and he was running... So Sorry, I lost priority, and he picked Gamma, I believe, and I picked Hammers. So okay. we he then went with 18 threat, which I was a little bit surprised by. Um, and talking to him, he hadn't played a lot. I, I think he said this was like his sixth or seventh game. Um now, whether or not he'd played on TTS and that was just in real life or not, I, I wasn't too sure. But yeah, he did the classic mistake of... I asked him a couple of questions about his list. I said to him, is there anything you want to know about mine? You know, ask away. And he said, oh, I'll probably ask as we go because there's probably too many questions. I said, are you sure? Any, you know, anything. He's like, no, no, I'll ask as we go. I think it wasn't until round two that he realized that Criminal Syndicate counted twice. Right. Okay. So, um, you know, I I probably should have flagged that and said, look, at least you know this bit because that is quite a, a large part. But he was kind of 
try to work out as he went. So he ran Doctor Strange, a Luke Cage, Ant-Man, Taskmaster, and Daredevil. Now, okay, I've never played against Ant-Man before, and I didn't realise quite how much jank there is in Ant-Man. There's a lot. Yeah, of... he's got his shrink and enlarge, doesn't he? Shrink and enlarge, move place within three, place within one, a whole raft of stuff. So I was a bit bedazzled by Ant-Man, I must admit. Um, other than that, you know, I kind of know what Doctor Strange does, although I probably underestimated certain elements of him over the course of the day. Luke Cage I'd run, so I kind of knew what he was going to do. Taskmaster I ran a lot, and Daredevil kind of know what he's going to do but I made a bit of a mistake with him right game ended 1911 to me it was a good game uh, like I say you made that mistake I think he was on the back foot from that point he did some good plays he, he used the portals I think turned round two or three um, to put Daredevil through and because we were gammas and we were quite bunched up, Daredevil came through and did his... Uh, oh, his... Yeah, spender that... Whatever it is. Yeah, the spender. Um, which is... I think it starts with a base of two dice, but then you get an extra two for every model that's within two of you. <laughs> I had three models within two of him, so he was doing three eight-dice attacks. Nope. Which was painful. Yeah. Uh, I think he had a hammer as well at the time. Um, so yeah, that, that was pretty painful. Thankfully, I managed to survive it. Modok did what Modok does and, and managed to move people around along with Enchantress. Sorry, I was running Kingpin, Black Cat, Modok, Enchantress, and Okoye. Okay. Um, and yeah, I, it, it, I wouldn't necessarily say it went to plan, but I was able to get his back gamma. Um, a couple of times, which you know makes all the difference. Of course, he big, yeah. I was able to, to more or less keep my back hammer. I think it was Modok in the end that went and got the back hammer, uh, back hammer, back gamma, um, which was good. And I managed to put. I, I always used to forget to do this in my early days with Criminal Syndicate. And it's something I've, I've consciously tried to do more often. I managed to get a couple of hammers onto Modok by passing them off with the Criminal Syndicate side of it. All right, yeah. So that, that was a good game. I was feel, feeling good after that one. Game two, again, lost priority. So there's a running theme here. And this was against Lee, who I travelled down with, and he was running Wakanda. And we've mm. been talking in the car on the way down how strong Wakanda are. And uh, I'd been listening to, uh, I think it was the Strike Better podcast. Um, a very good podcast. Go and check them out. Uh, listening to those guys the, the night before, and they were talking through some of the stats, and they've got a ridiculous win rate. Um, they are super strong, and they're just so difficult to, to deal with. So this was the one I was probably looking forward to the least. Um, and he went with Black Panther, Okoye Shuri, uh, Valkyrie, and Medusa. So we played Mare Fisk and Research Station. So we were at 16... I kind of knew what he was going to run. The only thing that he ran differently to what I thought was he had a Medusa instead of Enchantress. But before he revealed it, I said, let me guess. You know, because I knew he was going to have Black Panther, Okoye, Shuri. Yeah. 
then it leaves you with seven points. Just looking at what he had, it was going to be Valkyrie and I thought Enchantress, but he went Medusa instead, which I think was probably his undoing. Right. Um, I went Kingpin, Crossbones, Taskmaster, Enchantress and Okoye. It was the only game we didn't finish. So both of us played five games that day. And for both of us, that was the only game that didn't finish. Um, it finished uh, 10-4. Um, right. I think that was, did we get... I think we just finished round three on that one. Um, so it was quite slow. We both were being quite particular about what we were doing. We played each other a number of times. It's always odd when you play a regular opponent in in the tournament. Um I think, like I say, his mistake was not... Well, for me, there were two things. One, not taking Enchantress, and two, taking Reset Station. Like, he knew I was leaning on Criminal Syndicate, and Criminal Syndicate love Reset Station. So mm-hmm. that's the new one where, as you control it, you can move it. As you move it, you get more points. Yeah. My logic on that was I didn't need to commit much in order to do Mephisk. So I only needed to put one character on each of the two Mayor Fisk um, uh, witnesses. There you go. Um, yeah. I put Kingpin on the left, so he was more or less out of the game, but he sat on that and he scored me two points every round. That's what he needs to do. On Sit on the right, objective and yeah, score away. On the right, he put Shuri out there, so I contested it a couple of times, but I didn't actually win that one. My logic was to go and win the centre round one, push it up towards him and then go on to the outside and then just say right you know I'm up it's going to take you because if you get the researcher near your research station you score an extra two victory points in the following power phase but I knew that I could push it once which would mean he'd need to push it three times in order to score that extra one Mm -hmm. all of those rounds I'll be scoring four to his two so I, I knew just by doing that, I would be able to get up. And I activated Enchantress last. I moved most of his pieces off it with Enchantress because he'd huddled them all together because he was worried that I had, I was counting as two on there. Huddled his guys together. So I did a, maybe one or two beams in order to get me the power and then moved everybody away. So I then won it, was able to move it towards him. The way things turned out actually it was better for me to try get it a second time. And I, I got it the second time. Um, and actually, I think we just played the two. Did we just play the two rounds? I can't remember. Um, but yeah, it, 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 it was a struggle from the start. Once Enchantress was moving his guys around and he didn't have a way to cope with it. Um, so that was a really intense game. And I must admit, at that point, I was flagging. Um, it reminded me when I used to run Zinch for AOS uh, and you you just constantly having to think three steps ahead yeah and that's one of the things I found during the day was yes the games are shorter but they're much more intense in AOS I feel like you can switch off for a little bit definitely yeah well maybe not now in the new edition but yeah in the old edition you definitely could almost switch off in your opponent's turn and just roll dice when needed. Yeah. Movement, especially. You could go, right, you could do your movements. Let me know once you've moved. You know, yeah, 
they're shooting fine in combat maybe but in general hero phase they just do what they do when you take your models off yeah um whereas this you're just constantly you the me and you the me and even when it's them doing something you're rolling dice and it's you know it's constantly focusing um so i was flagging at that point went and got some lunch game three i was still probably flagging um played against ryan with his defenders and uh, we did mefisk again uh, so this is the one i actually won priority so this is the only game i won priority on <laughs> went mefisk again um, and he went alien ships okay um i probably made a mistake here he he was running defenders but he had a lot of big characters and, and you'll see in a minute which ones turned up so i went for the lower threat value obviously alien ship is 20 and i decided to go 16 i just played 16 i was relatively comfortable with that roster or with that team and yes that team was good on the last one but it probably wasn't the right team to play on this one yeah and he ran doctor strange with a soldier uh, amazing spider-man and modok okay shocked me quite a bit that was not what i was expecting to come through uh, and then I had Kingpin, Crossbones, Taskmaster, Enchantress, and Enkoye, you know, what I had last time. I was a little unlucky on this, I feel, but on the grand scheme of things, I probably didn't deal with it as well as I could have done. He bunched all his deployment in the middle, um, whereas I kind of put some on the outsides because I knew I needed to get the two witnesses, and... I kind of felt, well, if he gets the alien ship in the middle, then so be it. I'd put Enchantress in the middle, and I thought she'll go up and just steal it off them. Yeah. I think I must have rolled for the uh, Kree Power Core four, maybe five times. I hadn't got it. <laughs> I think he'd already rolled once, and on his second roll, he got it. So Doctor Strange picked it up, and where he picked it up, he picked it up from the centre, but in essence because it meant that we were playing C map, so you had the three across the middle. He'd put his portal turn one, or round one, next to Modok and Strange, and put it slightly to my left, so between the centre and left power core. Um, and he'd sent Amazing Spider-Man down my right, Doctor Strange and Modok down the left. Doctor Strange found it in the middle, and that's where he had his powerhouse. Or oh, I had Kingpin and Okoye out on the right. They were kind of stranded. Right. Crossbones, Enchantress, and Taskmaster more on the left, or central. Mm -hmm. He killed Crossbones start of round two, and killed Enchantress start of round three. Ooh. I, 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 I was struggling, basically, because Amazing Spider-Man was on the side where he didn't have the the Kree power core. He was able to move him across, whereas Kingpin and Okoye couldn't move across because they're too slow. So he essentially was able to put 16 threat against Taskmaster, Enchantress, and uh, Crossbones, and they faltered pretty quickly. Like yeah. um, I, I said, it probably was... I, I could have done it a lot better. Um, the game finished 16-10 to him, so it wasn't it wasn't okay. a long way off, but I was hemorrhaging characters left, right, and centre. 
and every time I looked up, all his characters seemed to have plenty of power and no health off them. <laughs> right in Doctor front Strange of you, just <laughs> just curing, healing everybody. Um, so yeah, I, I learned a lot there. Um, it wasn't what I expected. I hadn't played Amazing Spider-Man before. Uh, I knew what Modok did, but I didn't really have. I put crossbones up against him to try and attack him in that sense. I didn't have the throws. Kingpin was across the other side. Maybe I should have put Kingpin up against him. Yeah, it didn't. And Enchantress was dazed, I think, near the start of two. I think he managed to kill Crossbones and then daze Enchantress in his first activation right. in round two. Um, and then kill Enchantress, his first activation of round three. So Enchantress didn't get to move anybody around or steal Doctor Strange's uh, the, the, the extract. Koye did alright along Kingpin against the Maze Spider-Man, but then it was just an uphill struggle from, from that point. How did you find Amazing Spider-Man? Cause is that one of the like, first times you played him? It's the first it time like I played against, against him, him yeah. Um, he was good. He, he's, he, he wasn't... He didn't need to do much. I think that was the key. You know, he... Modok and Doctor Strange did the work in that sure. um, game. And... It, it went well for them. Amazing Spider-Man has the speed and he was on the side that he needed to quickly get out of, so he was able to do that. Um, but no, he, he's got a good attack um, suite. He was able to, to deal with whatever I threw at him. So it, it was impressive. It, it's going to be more impressive to see what he's like where he's, gonna, he's the key part of it. So yeah, it'll interesting to see how that goes my logic in this game was to focus on Modok because I knew if I could get rid of Modok that would really cause him problems and yeah. I kind of felt I could I knew Strange would just heal himself but actually Strange just healed Modok and I think oh, that's okay. probably where you know we'll talk about it at the end but my conclusions are probably need to go stronger after Doctor Strange and that's probably where what I felt was I didn't I didn't focus on Doctor Strange at all, and that's probably where I went wrong. So then, bubble blown. My, my wonderful five and zero was never going to happen. Um, <laughs> then I played Jay with defenders, uh, and from what I understand, Jay is a very good player across a number of different systems. Uh, okay. So I uh, found that out afterwards. Um, played again, lost priority, riots, and Montessi. And I hadn't played Montessi in ages, uh, so it was interesting playing Montessi. Um, and he was running Strange, Iron Fist, Luke Cage, Enchantress, and Rocket Raccoon. Oh, okay. Um, I had Kingpin, Crossbones, Taskmaster, Enchantress, and Black Cat. And this is probably the only game where I never felt like I had a chance. I just was constantly on the back foot. I feel like he played a really solid game here. Right. The last one I felt like had a couple of things gone differently, I would have had a chance. Um, you know, whereas this one, he, he played a really solid game. He had answers to everything. His Enchantress won the Battle of the Enchantresses, to be fair. Yeah. Again, it always felt like he had plenty of power 
and never really took much damage. I'm not sure why that was the case in both games. I know Strange can get, you know, in the, in the first game, Strange has a soul gem, so he's getting power every time you use a superpower, and he's getting power, I think it's every time you roll a shield. You know, he rolls a shield, so I can see that. We know Modok loves power um, and can, can get it quite easily. Whereas in this one, again, I don't know whether it's because Strange is constantly getting power and healing everybody. So people are getting power because they're being attacked, but then Strange heals them and therefore they've still got the power, but they haven't necessarily lost that much health. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just felt like I was on the back foot for a lot of this game. I tried a couple of things. Black Cat went up to Rocket Raccoon to steal something. Um one of the things that I didn't realise, which I'm you know, fair play to him, in uh, Riots, you can use the Extremist console to heal uh, other another character. I always thought it was just you healed yourself, but you can interact with it and heal another character. So, you know, oh, okay, interesting to learn. Because um, he, he'd done it at one point, and I was like, you can't do that. Like, you can't. And I read it, and I was like, oh yeah. Been playing played riots <laughs> for many many games and yeah, yeah. used the interact many times, but never thought to use it for somebody else. Um, and yeah, I, I I made multiple mistakes. I didn't use one of the reasons I went for riots was because I wanted that extra security of being able to heal myself. But actually, I found myself never having enough power to do it. Um, that that looking back, that was the game that probably I was most disappointed with it that I just never felt like I had a chance I felt like with the other game that I lost I had a chance um, it just didn't pan out fair enough um, but this one I just felt like I was on the back foot all the way through having said that it was only 11-16 that I lost by um, okay, so that's it wasn't, not bad you know, yeah, yeah, again it wasn't a huge one but at no point did I feel like I could win that game yeah yeah if you feel like you're kind of like almost fighting an uphill battle from the off it's uh it's quite hard to actually yeah, <laughs> pull it out of the bag almost yeah absolutely and, and like i say, i just always felt like i was on the back foot so um but it was again it, it was a great game i learned a lot i learned you know iron fist did his his superman punch um or whatever it's called where you know the nine dice didn't actually do that much damage and I was quite chuffed and then he was like and oh, now you're activated and I forgot about that bit um, ah, probably the biggest thing from it yeah uh, and just a couple of bits and pieces where the dice didn't you know we, we both commented on it a couple of times that the dice didn't go my way um, but you know that's one that even if the dice had gone my way I don't think I, I, as I say I, I never felt like I was in any form of control of that game yeah then the final game was against Will, who was the, like I say, the store owner, or whoever ran the store, um, and he was just filling in to, to make the numbers up. Um, great guy. Um, it was a really enjoyable game. And he was running Criminal Syndicate with Sin Cabal as his, his other affiliation, and he had quite an interesting one because I didn't realise Mysterio was affiliated with Criminal Syndicate, um, but he was running Mysterio and Craven. Um, so, again, lost priority. He picked Mutant Madmen. I picked Hammers. I was surprised when he picked Mutant Madmen that he then ran Criminal Syndicate because you don't gain the benefit from it. 
Um, yeah. He went Kingpin, Zemo, Mysterio, Craven, Bob, and Black Cat. So he went six wide, which was interesting. Again, kind of looked at him and thought, oh, okay, fine. So playing 18 threat. Um, and because I was two and two and, you know, we're just there then just to have a bit of fun, I thought, well, we'll give Asgard a go. I'd run three criminal syndicates, but we'll try Asgard. So I went Thor, Angela, Valkyrie, Koye, and Black Cat. Nice. Um, really fun game. Really interesting. He didn't use Bob's rocket at all. Um, <laughs> okay. But the threat of it was there. And I, I do wonder whether or not that's not such a bad way to do it. Because there were quite a lot of times he moved, and he, he moved Bob to go and capture secures, pick up extracts. And, and you never really wanted to go too close to him because you were always worried that that nine dice. However, I think nearer the end, he probably should have um, done it when he was on the back yeah. foot. Other than that, it was interesting to see how Mysterio worked. Craven, I took out quite early and didn't really get a chance to do much. His black cat stole an extract, my black cat stole an extract. So we, we kind of exchanged a couple of times from that perspective. The two key takeaways, I suppose, he used his kingpin better than I had in my four games. And I think that's one of the areas I really need to improve is my use of kingpin. He kind of gets stuck out of the way. I, I never really feel like he contributes as a full threat. And I know a lot of people really like him. Um, I don't use his throw as much as I should. I think I'm too quick to spend power on reducing damage. But right. maybe I'd be better off keeping a bit of power for myself so that I can at least do a throw. Um, and maybe risk losing him earlier. I don't, I'm not sure. I, it's, it's one of those ones where I'm going to have to play around. But he de I definitely feel like there's more I could do with Kingpin. Yeah. Um, and the other one was Angela did an Angela. Um, so she was on three power. He'd gone and stolen some... I think he'd stolen her hammer um, and then he, he'd, he'd gone off and he basically had three of his characters near Black Cat. Because Angela didn't have a hammer, she ended up on something like eight power because she'd been stood out of the way, not really doing much. And I was able to do Rainbow Bridge just on her. Didn't have enough power to do it on anybody else. I didn't really need to do it on anybody else. She then attacked first off into Bob because I knew he would be an easy kill. Yeah. Triggered the assassination for just the two power. Then went into, I think, his black cat. Um, because I'd killed Bob, I'd taken Bob's hammer. I then killed black cat with just one attack. She dropped her hammer. I picked up her hammer. I then went into... So dazed Bob, killed black cat because she'd already been dazed. And I can't remember who was next to her. I think it was Zemo. I then killed Zemo with the final attack. And I was in position to throw something at him anyway and I had enough power to throw something if, if he hadn't died from that. But essentially, yeah, in one activation she managed to KO two of his characters and then another. <laughs> um, and we no. were laughing about it because she does it sometimes. Sometimes she can go across, fail on that first one, then the second one's just an anti-climax. And it all just gets a little bit, but it was a bit of a perfect storm in that 
I was able to use Rainbow Bridge to get there, so I didn't need to waste an action on that. Yeah. I was then able to bounce around doing the attacks with the assassination and what have you. So, um, yeah, he took it well. Um, it, it was one of those ones where it then made me think maybe I'd run Angela more often because I had got to the point where I was like push Asgard out the way, but then it made me think, well, <laughs> actually maybe. Um, so I miss her. <laughs> yeah, um, it's kind of a, a one where I almost wish she hadn't, and I could have shut shut the box on those guys. But yeah, <laughs> so that finished twenty one eleven. Um, I just oh, nice. cleaned up. I think at the end I had all four traps and three of the hammers so it we yeah you know and I, I was on 15 points i think before that so it was something along those lines so it was quite a, a comprehensive win in the end um very nice so finished 3-2 um did you know happy with that on the way down me and lee were talking that 50 50 was what we were aiming for you know we knew that it was going to be hard because you just don't know who you're up against. Um, yeah. So 3-2 was fine, and Lee finished 2-3. Uh, oh, nice. We both lost to the same two people, and we both won against the same two people, and our, our game was the kind of decider between the decider. two of us. Uh, so I think it was uh, Jay finished in our pod 5-0. and um, Very nice. I think Dan finished 0-5. Then Ryan was 3-2 and along with myself, and then Lee and Will were 2-3. and and I think they recorded it as uh, victory point differences. And I think based on that, I ended up second out of the, the pod. Uh, but, you know, we, we didn't formally do any of that. It was just the top winners. So right. overall, it was a really good day. And I kind of peaked, you know, halfway through game four, I think. E- even though game four felt like I never had a plan for it, I kind of energy levels wise, I definitely started to, to get back at that point and game five was absolutely fine um, yeah and then long drive home the only disappointment i suppose from the day was um the way because we were in pods etc the way it went was we took a picture of our rosters posted up on the facebook event and then people needed to vote from that yeah okay yeah i couldn't get a good picture of it is what it is. I don't think I got any votes for it, and, that, and I think that was my disappointment because I'm really pleased with some of my my models. Yeah, some of your models are really nice. Um, but you know, given that, and then given the fact that some of the others had the same limitations, it, it is what it is. Um, so yeah, I think that's probably one to to look at for next time is to try and tie up some of those models and, and keep on that because uh, quite quite pleased with how they've all come out you almost need to um do some pre-event photos if that's how they can do it <laughs> well, again yeah i think it, like you say it was just because of covid and because we were in the pods um it, it just meant that that was the only way they could do it they didn't want people walking around looking at yeah, other people's because of that so that totally understandable and you know any anything they managed to do in the covid space was was good managed to to make it home um before midnight which was impressive listen to england win which was a, a good finish to the day <laughs> um but i think the, the the things that i drew from it all was i'm gonna go heavy on criminal syndicate 
I think Research Station basically gives you that ability that if if you're forced to go with extracts, you've got a a good chance of being able to pick an extract that suits you. Yeah. And even if you don't get that, and that's one of the discarded ones, you've still got the extract ability to pass it off. You've got Black Cat now. Maybe keep Enchantress so you can go and steal some. I think there are... The, the, you know, even if you get put into a pay pay to flip scenario for the secures, being able to flip it to then play the extract game, I think is definitely doable with them. Yeah. I think I'll probably end up putting Toad in for a herbs play, so I've got herbs as as an alternative. Um, and yeah, I'm gonna lean into some of the spider foes as well. So I'm definitely gonna start playing around with. Mysterio and Craven, because they're both Criminal Syndicate affiliated, so they can go in. I'm going to start playing around with Killmonger in there as well, and try and maybe Green Goblin, um, and try and put it as a bit more of an aggressive Criminal Syndicate team. Because I think now it's doable. I, I've always felt Criminal Syndicate quite defensive, trying to yeah. stay alive, sit on your secures and just stay alive. But I think with the new additions, you've got Sin as well. I definitely think it opens it up to be a bit more aggressive and kind of go at opponents if need be and keep the secures and the extracts. You know, it just it's an added bonus at that point. Yeah, they're definitely getting a lot more. The more characters that get added, the more, um, like you said, the more uh, flavorful, more flavorful and more um, offensive they become rather than, like you said, trying to hold out just on objectives sitting there. And it means that things like the the team tactics cards, you can be a bit more focused because I had to basically put two in for Asgard so I can definitely get rid of those two. Um, So that frees it up. I will probably play around with illicit tech because I think, again, the more aggro you go, the more that's going to help. Playing something like Gamma, with crossbones just sitting at the back, shoots that off into a clump of thumb, they all get um, incinerated, and then you've got the likes of Craven um, and Killmonger going into them to do some serious damage, I think could be quite in- interesting, shall we say? Um, mm-hmm. And again, Modoc as well, you know. Not sure how much that point pointed up is, but <laughs> you know, even that. I mean, realistically, what Killmonger's for Kingpin's for Modok puts you on thirteen crossbones, and Craven puts you on nineteen. So it's not yeah, it's not it's too not impossible. bad. Uh, I think is nineteen tends to be demons, um, which is gonna give incinerate anyway. So perhaps yeah, not not gaining too much there, but um. It's definitely something to play around with and see what I can do. So, yeah, um, overall, very hyped for future events. Unfortunately, I don't have anything currently planned until the Halloween one in Element. So I'm going to be on the lookout for future events to fill the gap between now and then. Mm -hmm. And we've decided we're going to do a little league again. We are. And we're going to meet in person as well, rather than, well, a mix of TTS and in person, but hopefully more in person than TTS. Absolutely. Uh, I think t- TTS is a great tool um, and I'm going to use it to try out some of my rosters. Um, but overall, I think 
playing in real life. It just, yeah, it's, it's, it's what the game's designed for. Um, and it's the, 100%, yeah. definitely much more fun. Um, so, yeah, today I ordered a bunch of uh, spider foes. So I ordered the uh, Craven and Mysterio box and the Carnage with... Lizard. That's it. That's... I ordered Is that... that? Carnage yeah. and Lizard. Um, and again, I think Lizard fits quite well into um, Criminal Syndicate if you want to go that more tanky defensive route. Yeah. He, he can fill that as well. So um, I've got Doc Ock and I've got Crim- uh, I've got Green Goblin along with Venom and Kingpin. So I'll actually have all eight Spider-Foes. Right now. So um, there's, there's a lot of synergies between the two now from that perspective. And as I say, I've got Sin to paint up as well. So I'll play around with her and see how that works with a bit of sin cabal in there um yes. that's a bit of a change up because again there's a lot of characters that can fit in both there so lots of experimenting coming up um but i bought those through uh, blackgate games so uh, we are uh, sponsored with blackgate games through the cross the bike across the bifrost nexus so if your local game store doesn't have what you want in Go and check them out at blackgames.co.uk. Um, great service, uh, got, got good prices there, got, got some good discounts. Um, so go check them out. But uh, I actually ordered it slightly wrong today and uh, got straight in touch with them and they were straight back on on the uh, response. Um, Excellent. To, to me a refund because I'd, I don't know why I'd got in my head that I needed Research Station. And I borrowed Research Station off Lee. And then today when I was ordering it, I was like, which box is Research Station in? Oh, it's the um, Wonder and uh, Quicksilver. So I ordered that. And then about two minutes later, I was like, I've got that box somewhere. <laughs> and I turned around and it's in a pile unopened. I was like, right. <laughs> yeah, I don't need that. So I swapped it for Dr. Sinister. That's a bad sign that you're getting too deep in when you forget the boxes. Completely, that you've got. And, and the <laughs> ironic thing is, I, like I say, I borrowed the card off Lee for the weekend, and I didn't even need to do that because I actually had the card there. <laughs> so uh, it just proves I'm, I'm losing my mind um, a little bit there. But uh, yeah, like I say, great um, customer service there. Was straight back on, uh, able to, to sort that out and uh, give me a slight refund because, like I say, I swapped that for Doctor uh, Doctor Mister Sinister, and I also went with another box set which i've forgotten already so i've got four box sets on the way so that should be good excellent looking forward to seeing them on the table soon yes uh, i need to to get them painted up and get them to a position where i can start using those um so yes so so that's what we've got like say i'm looking for some events uh coming up and we've got the uh the our little local league we're going to try uh long shanks which is the new tournament organizer app mm-hmm. i'm not sure whether you call it an app yet i think it's just still just a website um but that's that's had a lot of talk in the community so that should be interesting and we'll uh we'll try that out excellent looking forward to i'm looking forward to actually playing some games again because it's been a little while since i've uh i'm trying to think the last time you played Probably at yours? Probably, because that was near the end of the league, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, it was probably around then. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to actually uh, getting some games in again. Should be good. Excellent. Yeah, like you say, should, should be good. And we, we should be um, 
I need to, to paint up some more of my scenery as well. I'd kind of focused on characters, but I feel like I need to do a, a week or two blitz of just scenery just to get a fully painted table, and then I can get yeah. back to doing some characters. Nice one. Just on, on that, then the event, I posted a couple of pictures, and some people said that the scenery seemed sparse. We, the, our pod, all three tables, was using the cosmic terrain that uh, Atomic Mass Games has put out. I do think it looks a bit sparse. It, they were all space maps as well, which doesn't help. There's no roads or anything like that, so it does yeah. feel a little bit sparse. Uh, but I, I didn't feel in game at all that there was a problem. We weren't playing anybody who had lots of throws, so it didn't really impact it in that sense. Um, so no, it, it wasn't a problem from there. Fair enough. Um, I think terrain can, uh, like in friendly games i think it looks great like with a properly dense table but i think in events you, you can't have it too dense because then it just looks uh it not looks but it becomes a bit more clunky and especially with characters of frozen that it can kind of change the game very quickly yeah absolutely um so i, I think it was, it was a nice balance so there we go excellent okay okay Right, well, we'll get out of here. So thank you very much for staying with us to the end. Um, Chalmers, if people want to get hold of you on the socials. On the socials, I am at Tales of War Games. Oh, and that's both on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, yes. I am at Martin Swaffield on, twi- on Twitch, on Twitter and Instagram. And I am Ooh Spooky on Discord. Um, I'm in most of the Discord groups now. I've been pushing that, um, but there, there are so many Discord groups now, and there are so many within each Discord group. Um, there, there's multiple channels, so it's hard to keep up with it all. But um, <laughs> the, it's worth getting on because there is there is a lot of really interesting uh, talk on some of those with some, some top players. So nice um, if in doubt, jump onto the Discords. Um, and until next time, goodbye. <laughs>